Hey everybody, welcome to episode 78 of Founders Gyan and thanks for tuning in. This week we are talking to Kobi Osai Kusi, the founder of thepearl.com and our topic for the day is tips for hardware-based startups. Do check out the show notes over at foundersgyan.com/ep78 for links to all that we talk about on the show. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello everybody. Today we have a very special guest on the show joining all the way from San Francisco is Kobe uh, uh, Osai Kusi. Uh, I'll call him Kobe uh, for short. Uh, I'm finding it too tough to pronounce your last name uh, Kobe. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, and uh, Kobe runs a hardware based startup called the pearl.com. Uh, Kobe great to have have you on the show. Yeah, same here. I'm uh, excited to share our story and uh thanks for all the good work you've been doing for um entrepreneurs and people interested in the tech community. Excellent, excellent, Kobe. So, uh today we are going to talk about uh, uh we're just going to classify I I I've just classified it as tips for hardware based startups because we have come up with a bunch of questions. I think uh you guys are going to love the various things that we are going to talk about. Uh so Kobe, before we get on to anything, can you give us a quick introduction about yourself and your company and what you do? Sure. So, uh my background is in uh developing large scale power plants um I was working for a company that owned um distribution assets utilities and power plants around the world uh, uh even including India mostly in the US and Latin America uh and in Africa um and before that you know I used to work in finance um uh, so I have an energy/finance background and uh, a couple of years ago I came up with this idea that um batteries are getting cheaper um and 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 you have you know Tesla building things like the power wall um but they're still not cheap enough or smart enough where you know you can have you know you can carry them around on a daily basis if you need them especially with all the devices that we have but also no one had connected you know a battery to a smartphone to give you all the data that you need in terms of how the battery's performing so that's the opportunity that we saw which is uh batteries are going to get cheaper they're going to be get more common uh we're actually going to carry them around a lot more and it's 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 important to know you know what the status of the battery is and get even alerts on how it's performing so that's that's the opportunity that we found um i grew up in ghana i moved to the us for college and uh and i've lived here since then and uh have always been interested in uh technology and entrepreneurship so when i found this opportunity uh i i quit my job and i uh, jumped right into it okay okay excellent so uh for our listeners you can check out the pull that is t h e p i r l dot com and uh, what Kobe and his team are trying to do is great. Uh, they are trying to build a battery that's. Uh, I- I'm going to uh, say it in very layman terms, Kobe. Uh, so uh, forgive me if I don't get all the technical details right. But uh, uh, they are building a battery pack uh, or a or a or a, a battery. Uh, you know the a battery pack. You, you could say uh, that has a performance of about seventy thousand. uh milliamps uh, you could uh, easily charge six laptops or uh, 
uh, I don't know, you could solve uh, eight tablets and so on uh, with a charging time of just about three hours for the battery pack to be fully charged. So I think it's a fantastic thing. And uh, they're also going to do a Kickstarter campaign soon. We'll get into that uh, towards the end of the show uh, on uh, where, what the plans are. Uh, so, Kobe, uh, quickly, let's jump into some of the uh, tips and questions for hardware-based startups. So firstly, I think it's a great yeah. Great sales job. Great sales job. Can we bring you on as uh, <laughs> head of sales? Sure, sure. Why, Why not? not? Sure, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I, I love technology and I like people uh, doing uh, fantastic stuff. So uh, I, I really like the product. When I saw the product, I was, I was super excited that uh, you guys are doing some wonderful job. But uh, I think let's uh, get into the meat of the topic, uh, which is uh, all about hardware-based ideas. I think our listeners are getting a bit uh, ang- uh, anxious now. <laughs> so let's get on with it. So firstly, I think one of a very pertinent question that I have here is uh, how to come up with hardware ideas. So I think that's that's something that's key, right? Uh, you, you, need a, you need a decent idea. You don't need a great idea or a brilliant idea, but you need a decent idea as a starting point, right? So what, what are some of your uh, tips and uh, techniques to come up with uh, good hardware ideas? Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I'll tell you a story of how um, the Pearl idea came together. And um, I was at a conference and the conference had maybe three or four outlets for 400 people. And those outlets were crowded and everyone was trying to charge you know, their laptops, their phones, uh, doing work while at the conference, and and it dawned on me that you know why why couldn't there be uh, uh, portable uh, batteries that either the conference could give out to people or people could carry um, that is light enough um, that they don't have to you know always be looking for outlets and disrupting you know their conference experience um, and 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 always sort of always being tied to the phone and always having to struggle to find where to charge it next. So I would say the first, you know, place to look for hardware ideas is look at problems that you're having yourself. Um, what, are, what are your daily struggles with the tools that you use? Um, you know, these days we all use, we interact with a lot of hardware. I mean, it's, we don't interact directly with software, we interact with hardware. And so as you go through your day thinking about what is, what is painful, what is difficult, what is hard to use, um, and then try to imagine them being 10 times better um, or try to imagine a solution that you yourself would use, you know, on a daily basis. That's probably the, the, the most important way of, of finding hardware ideas. Um, another sort of exercise uh, that I do is um, when I look at all the tools that I use or how I go about my day, uh, just try to think of, you know, in, 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 in 50 years, what would they be using? You know, in, in 50 years, what would, um, you know, assuming that there is no cataclysmic, you know, world event where technology and prog- progress reverses, but assuming things are still on the same track, you know, what would, what does the future look like? Um, and, and, and then you can start to work from there in terms of, you know, uh, 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 ideas and products that you could make. So I would say look for ideas and problems that you have and then try to think about the future and work backwards. 
okay excellent excellent i think i think that's a great starting point uh, i think uh, what you say is uh, very correct we interact with hardware uh, not software and i i can uh, i can clearly understand uh, your first tip there on how we can think of making things better now okay so we have uh, come up with an idea and uh, we now think that uh, this hardware or uh, this solution in terms of hardware isn't uh, that good and we can make it 10x better or or it can be made much much better uh, so then comes the really hard part of prototyping that right so how do you actually move from let's say uh, if uh, for example you are you have been in the hardware field for a long uh, long time you have been uh, building uh, working with power plants and stuff like that so you have a big uh, i i guess uh, you have a lot of background in terms of uh, of hardware but uh, for our would be founders who don't have that uh, how can we move from an ideation to a, a creation or, or a prototype phase because i think this is slightly different than software right in software i think it's much easier to move from uh, uh, from a uh, from an idea to a, a to a prototype you can maybe even outsource it and stuff like that but in the hardware i think you need to design the entire hardware and make sure it works right in the first place so what are some ways that we can approach that yeah sure i'll i'll, I'll share my story um which which i think it's uh, probably reflective of um what a lot of um non-technical founders go through so um my background is not in engineering even though i've worked in energy and engineering for a good chunk of my career So the first thing I did was um I went online to uh this website called Dribble um where designers uh industrial designers post you know uh in designs. So I wanted to find someone who can help me draw um you know and 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 get a 3D rendering of the product. Um and you know you pay a few bucks, you find someone um and you work with them. and it turns out that the person i found and after we worked on um the rendering of the product which turned out to be very great you know i shared with him the idea and he took it and and made it you know beautiful uh it turned out he was also um a hardware engineer so uh we started working together on the product and over time he became my co-founder so i would say for someone who has an idea you 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 want to turn it into a picture as soon as you can and if you don't have the skills to do it you know find someone who um is an experienced industrial designer um and 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 turn that idea into a picture and and the next phase after you have the picture is um so before i started working with my engineer i went around to a number of industrial consulting firms and shared with them the drawing and said this is what i want to achieve this is the, this is the performance statistics that i wanted to have give me feedback give me you know why it would work or it wouldn't work um and and it was interesting that um most of them said this 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 couldn't work you can't put that you know you can't put 70000 milliamp hours of battery performance in that much space they 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 just you know really push back very hard on it um and that was very helpful for me to know what quote unquote the experts are thinking um so i would say 
find a way to draw your idea, take it around to places to validate and get a sense of what the in, the, 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 the thinking around the product is. Um, and that helps you refine um, uh, the idea. And then um, in my case, I went back to my co-founder and he said he could do it uh, regardless of what those guys, the consultants, um, were, were, were saying. Uh, and it turns out he was right. Um, so that was my path. I'm sure there are plenty of alternate paths, but um, I would say picture, get it validated, and then um, uh, speak to as many people as you can uh, to find someone who can actually build it. Okay, so so when you talk about picture, you're talking about the uh, look and feel. You're not talking about the actual hardware circuit inside it, right? That's the next step, right? right? Correct, correct. So in prototyping, there is a looks like prototype and there is a works-like prototype. Um, so the looks-like prototype is what I have just described. Uh, once you have a looks-like prototype and you sort of mapped out what the functionality should be, your next step is to go to a works-like prototype. Um, and, and these days, it's quite relatively easy to get um, a works-like prototype done. Uh, the main thing, again, is to have sort of um, the theoretical looks like prototype, you know, mapped out correctly so that you say, okay, if I connect A to B and B to C, it would actually work. Um, so, so, so there are a number of ways to sort of get from the looks like prototype to the works like prototype. Um, um, in here in San Francisco, there are a number of hardware meetups where um, you usually you can go and share ideas with people and they can help you point in the right direction in terms of you know how to actually get it done. But if you can't get it done yourself, you have to find someone who can do it and then utilize your community, whether local or online, um, to find the cheapest and best resources to actually do it. Okay, okay, okay. Great, great, great tips there, and I think uh, uh, great steps uh, from uh, moving from an idea to a uh, to a uh, to an actual prototype. Now, I think uh, one of the points that you had mentioned before the call when we were having a chat is uh, uh, the design. So you were mentioning to me that having a unique design uh, is very important. So can you talk about that? Why do you think having a good design or a unique design? Uh, I, I'm not sure if I got that right, whether you meant it was a good design or a unique design. So could you elaborate on that? Why is that so important? Yeah, I think, I think great design is, um, is absolutely critical. And even, even uh, to a large extent, um, more important than functionality. Um, so, so great design... Um, involves how it looks like and how it is used. So it involves how the user interacts with the product. How do they hold it? How do they carry it around? What does it change in their routine or their or in, in, in their interaction? How is the user changing and how is the product changing? Um, and so the best design tends to flow with, you know, a person's natural um, uh, uh, way of behavior. Um, so I'll give you an example. When we looked at uh, we looked at every you know battery product on the market, and um, 
none of them had a handle in a way where they could carry it easily along. Um, and that was, that, that was something that was, you know, quite surprising to us uh, because that seemed to be the most natural way, you know, for example, when you're picking up, you know, anything from the ground, you want the handle to be at the top. Um, so when, when I talked about good design, that was one thing that when we added and we showed to uh, potential customers, you know, they were, you know, they didn't even have to think about, you know, how do I grab this thing and go, right? They just saw the handle, grabbed and go. They didn't have to think about it. Whereas if you look at other, you know, products in our space, you have to like grab it from the side. Your hand can really fit all around it and you have to find a way to put it in your bag. Um, whereas for our product, the handle is at the top, you pick it up and then you drop it, you know, directly into your bag or, you know, whatever carrying device that you have. Um, so from, from, from the design standpoint, um, I, think, I think it's absolutely critical to design it so that it's a natural feel for the customer. And when you get it right, you realize that the customer doesn't have to think about it when he's interacting your product. It's sort of a natural extension to the things that they would do naturally. Um, it's hard to get it right from, you know, just kind of thinking about it. Um, you know, you actually have to draw it and show it to a lot of people. And actually, you know, in our case, we did. Um, we bought a 3D printer and printed, you know, a bunch of different designs. Um, but when you get it right, you realize that the customer doesn't have to think about, you know, how do I use this thing? It's, it's very, very obvious and it's very, very easy to use. Okay, okay, great, great. I think, I think... Uh that that explains it uh, very nicely why a good design is required because uh, i don't think people want to change their behavior when it comes to hardware i think uh, it should uh, fit in with what they naturally uh, do and use so i think i think that's a that's a great thing now uh, let's talk about your worst entrepreneurial moment and the lessons you learned from it uh, or, or maybe you could talk about your own experience of what maybe you would have done different or, or what you wish you knew you know before starting yeah, um, the the main thing I wish I knew was how long it takes for um, hardware startups to go from idea to functional product, um, and and for large companies, you know, it takes them anywhere between two to four years, and um, in 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 our case, you know, we thought we could do it, you know, under a year. Um, and we've been doing it right now. We're at the year and a half mark. Um, so, if if that's one thing I wish I knew in terms of just mentally thinking of how long this would take, what to plan for, and how to stage it correctly. Um, so that that's probably kind of the main thing that I I, I, I wish I knew or understood intimately. Because uh, sometimes you know things intellectually, but you don't know them, you know, viscerally. You don't know them you know, intimately, uh, you know, it's sort of like you nod your head and you're like, yeah, this sounds like right, but you don't really, really know um, how, you know, um, um, so in this case, timelines, you know, that's going to take. Um, uh, but yeah, that's probably sort of the biggest thing I, I, I wish I, I, I knew. Um, all the other stuff ha have been uh, positive surprises. Um, I... Um, you know, every entrepreneur, you start off with, unless you're doing something that you've been doing for 20 years. So let's say, you know, um, for 20 years, you uh, have been building and designing, you know, 
car windshields, right? So you know you love it, or you know you have deep experience in it. But if you're doing something new, you usually are not sure um, whether is this the right thing to do. Am I passionate about it? Do I want to keep doing this for, you know, until it succeeds? Um, and and until you step out, you never you're, you're never really sure. Uh, but I would say after a year and a half of doing this, you know, I'm 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 very sure that I want to build hardware products, not software or anything else. Uh, I think the intersection between hardware and software um, is is where I want to be, uh, and I think that's it. You know, it's you know uh, these days the barrier to becoming a programmer is lower and lower. So you're going to see more software plays. And, and obviously for hardware, it's, uh, you know, because of Arduino and all the prototyping tools, it's also getting, you know, cheaper to do it. Uh, but the intersection between hardware and software and great design, you know, and obviously Apple is, you know, the, 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 the perfect company in that place. I think that that's where I want to build my capabilities and expertise. And even though I wasn't fully sure when I started this journey, I am now very 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 sure that that's the place i want to be for for the rest of my life you know the marriage between hardware software and and great design if you like the show do follow us on facebook and twitter the link is www.facebook.com foundersgyan and twitter.com foundersgyan both these provide you daily tips and articles as well as resources to help and inspire your startup there are multiple tips per day some examples of these tips would be articles on the latest startups, growth hacking tips, how do you build team for startups, how to get funding, etc. So don't forget facebook.com slash foundersgyan and twitter.com slash foundersgyan. Okay, okay, excellent. And uh, and you're also mentioning that it's almost one and a half years now. So uh, I believe you are uh, about to launch a Kickstarter campaign soon, right? When can when can we expect uh, some sort of a Kickstarter campaign, and when when can this be available to the general public? Uh, y- your product. Yeah, so um, we're we're looking at second quarter, third quarter, um, so June, July uh, this year, um, where where we're gonna launch uh, on on Kickstarter, um, and uh, and we will probably do. Um, in our case, we'll probably likely do a small Kickstarter campaign um, to get the initial product out uh, into people's hands. Uh, you know, in a sense where we will do it small enough that we can make all the initial uh, product in-house, and then we want to get you know, you know, a few hundred to a few thousand into people's hands, have them make, play with it, use it, get feedback. And then we will likely go industrial, um, you know, after that and incorporate the feedback into version two. Um, so we're, we're, we're looking at a slower ramp up um, than sort of most, um, uh, most, most Kickstarter plays. Okay, okay. So I wish you luck. Uh, uh, I wish you good luck with that. Now, uh, if you have a hardware idea... Um, so uh, we already talked about uh, the move from uh, idea to a prototype uh, and also touched on a design uh, so uh, so what next I mean we get the prototype and then uh, uh, we give it to some users get feedback and then launch a Kickstarter what's what's the what's the play uh, that we need to do once once we have this yeah once you get to the Kickstarter phase you start to realize that there are lots of 
um, uh, 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 supporting systems in the ecosystem. What I mean by that is there are lots of uh, companies that are there to help you take your idea from, you know, uh, prototype slash after Kickstarter um, to actually manufacturing, delivering, uh, you know, getting, you know, product recalls or customer uh, uh, feedback um, uh, returns. So uh, uh, at that level, you're starting to interact with, you know, lots of firms. Uh, so there are some that are pure consultants. So for example, there's, you know, some that would work with, you know, uh, some that have manufacturing partners in China. So, you know, here I would work with them and use their experience in China to actually, you know, uh, 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 make the product. Um, you would find, you know, some that are just pure uh, manufacturers and can do all of it in-house. You'd find some that would, you know, partner with you and, you know, spread it, you know, across different firms. Um, you know, you have to decide whether to manufacture, uh, you know, in our case, to decide whether to manufacture in China or in the U.S., uh, what the supply chain looks like, uh, what the pricing looks like, which is which is a really critical piece um, of all of this. Uh, obviously, if, if you don't get, do a Kickstarter, you have to think about fundraising. Um, but once you have a product that, you know, even a small group of customers really, really love it. There, there is an ecosystem of support, um, uh, and I'm only speaking from the U.S. experience here. But um, you know, at a certain stage, you realize, okay, there are many players that are out there that can help you get your product into the hands of the masses. Okay, okay, excellent, excellent. Now. What are some of the key things to keep in mind during all these phases? The initial prototyping, testing, funding, finding, manufacturing, delivering. What are some of the key things to keep in mind during across these phases? Yeah, in you know, in in hardware, for um, for some reason, people um, pe- people are very very driven by um, by price. Um, and so um, you 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 have to be very conscious of uh, you know uh, 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 what your product is going to cost, you know how much margin uh, you you're going to make, and also you have to make a decision whether you want to play in the very high end space or you want to make a commodity product. Uh, so I would say thinking about pricing is very important, um, but but I think the overall. Um, in the, the, the overall thing to keep in mind is always to make something that a lot of people want. Um, so it's it's got to be something that is meeting a critical need, and it's got to be something that you know your your initial customers are just raving about it, and and you know they're asking you when is it going to be done, when can we try it, you know that that's that's the most important thing. Okay, okay, and what are some of the things not to do? What are some of the uh, biggest pitfalls? You, uh, I, I would put it that way. Um, don't start thinking you're going to be the next, you know, Apple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't, 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 don't be copying what the big guys do. Um, you, you know, just, just don't be reading about you know Apple did X Y Z. So you're going to go do the same thing. Um, don't spend a lot of money at all. Uh, there are just so many ways to do things uh, really cheaply. 
um, but there's just no point in spending, you know, a lot of money. Um, in our case, you know, we've made certain decisions. We we have a 3D printer. We order, you know, all our testing parts. We use very, very cheap parts when it comes to just testing and prototyping, you know, so that you know, we don't, uh, so that we learn quickly. In our final product, we're going to use, you know, the most high quality parts. But, you know, right now, we, we order, uh, 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 you know, really cheap transistors, motherboards, um, uh, um, uh, uh, for, for the prototyping phase. Um, and, you know, when, the other thing is when, when we first started, you know, I, I did a lot of sort of external stuff, which is, you know, I did like business plan competitions, went to pitch at a bunch of different events and meetups, um, you know, spoke to a lot of investors, um, and, um, you know, those weren't, those weren't the those weren't great uses of time. Um, the only thing that really matters is making a product and making sure that a lot of people love the product. Um, once you have that, you know, other things like investors, funding, you know, marketing, it, it would all grow from there. So if I had to do it again, I wouldn't spend time on you know pitching and competitions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Great, great advice there, uh, Kobe. And I also think I, I just want to add one more thing which you previously said, which is uh, uh, don't underestimate the time it will take for you to get your product out to the market, right? I think that's that's another key component uh, in, uh, especially in hardware. Uh, you said it takes between two to four years, so I think uh, that's also something uh, to keep in mind and not not get frustrated or uh, you know give up uh, give up quickly because you need to keep that time in mind right I, I, I agree and 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 now it makes sense why you know if you just open your eyes and look at all the products that you use in your daily life most of them suck most of them are actually really bad products and now I understand why they are such bad products because it is just very very hard to get good products you know, good hardware on market. It's it's just a very very hard process. Um, so 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 the status quo just tends to be, you know, just lots of average to bad products. Um, but once you get once you understand the process, you know, you realize that okay, if if you're able to sort of break through with a great product, um, you know, then it's going to be very hard for people to copy you because it's hard to put up. You know, I mean, I've always been very very surprised that the iPhone has been out for almost 10 years and no one has made a better phone I mean Samsung has competed with them but they Apple still captures most of the profits in the smartphone industry Um, and you know side by side you know I mean there's a lot of arguments about it but side by side you know Apple still makes the best smartphone and you know, you have billion-dollar companies that can basically take what Apple's doing as copying it, but it's very, very hard to copy. It's very hard to do stuff in hardware, and people don't appreciate it until you actually start doing it. But when you get it right, you can you can be a very dominant player. Um, if you're commodity hardware, I think a lot of people can copy you from China, you know, and put in you know very crappy product. But if you make a great product that is not a commodity product, you're, you're you're going to own the market for a while. 
okay excellent excellent uh, uh, excellent uh, ideas and advice there uh, so uh, uh, we're just coming to the close of the interview i just have a couple of final questions so uh, let's talk about some places where we can get help sources of help uh, in terms of hardware products i know uh, this might be very uh, uh, american specific uh, since you're there but uh, i'm sure there are equivalent uh, things here in india and uh, other places around the world so where do you turn to help for uh, when you are uh, when you are in the hardware uh, hardware based uh, uh, space uh, startup space yeah sure so i'll i'll start with a couple of things that are available to everyone globally and then maybe go specific to um uh, 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 more American stuff. Uh, I apologize for the noise in the background. I'm at a coffee shop. Um, but globally, um, first of all, you can always reach out to the manufacturers. Um, and you can always get, so for example, we've reached out to Texas Instruments and they're very eager to help young companies. And so they will send you samples of new chips that they are working on. If you need chips, sometimes they'll give it to you for free right so that's a free resource so reach out to all the manufacturers of parts of the components of the product that you're using ask them you know you know tell them what you're doing and a lot of times you can get free samples um so that's one resource the second one is obviously online design forums like behance and dribble um uh, where you can find and even post up your designs to have people comment on them that's open and free to everyone um, the, the third one would be um, um, reaching out to manufacturers early on in the, pro- in the process and saying, this is what I want to do. What does it cost to manufacture? What do I need to think about as I'm designing the product? Um, so, so one of the things is, you know, there's something called SMT manufacturing, um, surface mounted technology, which is, you know, Placing everything on a on a on a flat surface circuit board so that it's a pick and place manufacturing process, and that's very cheap to manufacture. So as you're designing, you want to take you know keep those concepts in mind, and to find that out for what you're doing is to reach out directly to manufacturers. Again, that's free and open to everyone in the world. Um, the things that are US specific are that I think are very helpful are just hardware incubators and hardware uh, meetups. So there's Highway 1, uh, there's Bolt, um, there is, um, uh, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's five or six, you know, specific hardware incubators that are very helpful to speak to or go through their programs. Okay. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure there are some equivalent uh, here in India. So uh, and across the across the globe. Uh, so I think so. Those are those are great uh, great tips and uh, and a great uh, source of help uh, for people who are uh, trying to uh, make a mark in the hardware space. Now, uh, uh, can you? Are you a reader? Can you recommend any any uh, maybe top three books, uh, two or three books? Uh, uh, for our budding founders, I mean, uh, if it's something to do with uh, hardware-based things, startups, yeah, great. Otherwise, general startup. Otherwise, any other books that that inspire you. Uh, if you're a reader, yeah, I, I I'm a big reader. I'm a very very big reader, um, and um, I think the world is getting so complex that I don't think people who are not big readers, I I. I I don't think they can succeed or I think they reduce their chances of success because the world is just so complex now that you have to read to know 
um, the interrelationships between things. So I, I highly recommend uh, uh, reading. I spend you know just a lot of time on it. Um, so a couple of books. Um, the Wright Brothers was a very powerful book for me. Uh, you know, we talked about the brothers as they were building the plane, and uh, around that time, you know, there were lots of people um, uh, uh, trying to build the first you know flying object. And what is interesting is that you know the U.S. government funded this famous professor in Washington D.C. He was sort of the head of a museum. You know, they gave him a ton of money to build the first plane. And the Wright brothers in Ohio, scrappy bicycle repair mechan- mechanics, used you know very cheap parts, stuff that they worked on, and they built the plane. Right. So, so that was a very powerful book for me because it means that don't be afraid of the large, well-funded companies. In fact, they're actually at a significant disadvantage um, um, for a lot of, in, in, for many reasons. Uh, they're just big. They, you know, they, they can't think with a thinking of a, of, a, of you know two people and an idea and a very scrappy plan. So um, uh, the Wright brothers uh, is a very powerful book for hardware founders. Um, you know, another book that I found sort of general help um, is is a, a book uh, by this guy called Edward De Bono. It's called I think A Course on Thinking, and you know he goes through sort of ways to help you think about things correctly. Um, and I've never seen any college class or any course that teaches you how to think properly but if you think about it all your actions come from thinking and so where you need to spend most of your effort is thinking correctly and if you can think correctly you know you can save yourself a lot of effort and a lot of wasted you know time so i think you know when especially in hardware you want to be able to think correctly so that you can project ahead and work through things Uh, i think a classic example is you know obviously elon musk and you know, how he talks about thinking from first principles. So, again, I, I haven't seen anyone, you know, except that book that really talked about how to think correctly. Um, um, it saves you time and money um, and effort. Um, so I think do, those are sort of two books. Um, there, there are lots of other books. I mean, Ben Franklin's biography uh, was another, you know, very, very good book in terms of someone who was a generally very astute person, but in some ways he was a hardware, you know, uh, 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 entrepreneur, you know, he built, um, you know, he tested electricity with a flying kite, he built so many products, bifocal lenses, um, so it talks a little bit about how he came up with his ideas. Um, and then another book is the biography of uh, Thomas Edison. Um, and, and and that's actually interesting because, you um, um, you know, Edison and Nikola Tesla were contemporaries, and, con- and 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 Nikola Tesla followed. He was very very bright, and so he could think about things, and and didn't need to experiment on, on them as much to get to the right answer. Whereas uh, Edison was the opposite, where Edison was probably not the best conceptual thinker, so he had to try things a thousand times to get it right. Um, and, and that was very interesting, very enlightening. Uh, and, I, and it made me realize that I'm probably more of an Edison type person where I just need to do things, you know, a thousand times until I get to the final answer. But there's some people who are very, very good 
high-level conceptual thinkers and they can get to the right answer after two or three tries. So those are four books for you. Okay, excellent, excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much for those and uh, we will link all that up on the show notes uh, along with uh, uh, and before I go on to the final uh, question, uh, how can our uh, listeners get in touch with you? Obviously, they can go to the Pearl dot com that is t-h-e-p-i-r-l dot com i'm sorry if i'm again pronouncing it wrong uh, but that's that's one place where they can uh, check out your uh, product and uh, join the waiting list uh, get to know when the product will be released but apart from that uh, we have a lot of uh, entrepreneurs a uh, lot of startup founders would be entrepreneurs listening on the show uh, what's the best way to reach out to you personally uh, email linkedin twitter what's what are you most active on uh- Email, email is the best way. Um, so it's Kabi, K-O-B-B-Y at the Pearl, T-H-E-P-I-R-L dot com. So it's Kabi at the Pearl dot com. And uh, uh, happy to, you know, help or respond to any questions that people have. Okay, excellent, excellent. So with that, uh, I will also link that up on the show notes. So with that, we'll move on to the final question. So uh, as part of uh, Founders Gyan, uh, this is the last question uh, that uh, I ask on the show. So uh, uh, Gyan is a Sanskrit word, so which means uh, knowledge or wisdom. Uh, so just, just imagine that nothing you spoke about is ever going to air. Uh, only one of your gyan, only one gyan will be airing. Uh, so, what is your one gyan to startups with regard to uh, hardware, uh, hardware and hardware-related ideas? Um, I would say, uh, imagine big and take small steps. Imagine big and take small steps. Excellent, excellent gyan, uh, Kobe. It was great talking with you. Uh, I know we are out of time. Uh, there are so many questions uh, we had uh, uh, we had thought of, and uh, I, I wish uh, I, I, I'm sure I could talk to you for another few hours. Also, I, you have so much knowledge uh, and wisdom, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately uh, we are running out of time. So uh, we will have to uh, close out the interview. But uh, it was it was great talking with you, and uh, I wish you continued luck and success. And I'll be personally. Uh, I, I'll be joining in your waiting list and I'll be personally waiting. I mean, I can't use the product uh, in India, but I'll be personally waiting to uh, see your Kickstarter campaign and how it goes. And uh, I wish you all the good luck uh, with that right away uh, since it's coming very soon. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Okay, so thanks. Thanks a lot, Kobe. With that, we will we will end the interview. Uh, thank you very much. Any any last words? Uh, no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I've learned a lot from other people, so happy to share. You know, um, even though we're not a big success yet, um, we're we're just really happy to share everything we've learned on the journey. That's it for today, folks. Hope you found this episode both interesting and useful. You can check out the show notes at www.foundersgyan.com/ep78. And also check out www.foundersgyan.com for all our older episodes. I'll be back next week with yet another founder and an interesting topic of discussion. In the meantime, do take action on your own startup today. Good luck and bye for now.